happy holidays. This is Tara Talk with Shannon and Kathy. I love this time of year. Me too. This is a Christmas... Well, I don't know if it's just Christmas, but it's urban legends around the holidays. I know that much. We're going to get into that. Talk holiday. So happy holidays, everyone. And if you celebrate Christmas, it's only a couple days until Christmas. Have a good one. And Hanukkah actually falls over the same week as Christmas this year, which is not yeah, that's not always, always the case. That's amazing. Okay. Happy Hanukkah as well. And Kwanzaa and all the things that you may celebrate. So I wanted to mention that on our Discord, which is part of our, our patron uh, benefit, I just wanted to tell you guys, the, especially you know those of you who are not involved in our Patreon, is that during the month of December, what I did was I scheduled some holiday horror hits on our Saturday nights because we do watch-alongs on Saturday nights. And over the years, we have done votes. We've had many, many, many conversations. We've talked a lot with our patrons about some of their favorite horror movies. And so what I did is I just scheduled some of them. So <laughs> one night there is Santa Jaws. I, oh, I love Santa Jaws. Yeah, and uh, Black Christmas. That's my favorite. I know, that's Kathy's favorite. The original, to be clear. The OG, for sure. The other 70s one's garbage. One. Uh, Christmas Evil and Silent Ned De- Night, Deadly Night Those are 2 all great. are is amazing. And then another one of the two furs is Better Watch Out in a Christmas Horror oh Story. Oh my God, these are all so good. That's what I did. I programmed a holiday horror hits Saturdays in December. And you know, Joe Bob's going to do his thing as well. And, so there's and that. And his are always, he and Darcy are so much fun at the holidays. I heard a rumor that he's going to do a Christmas Horror Story. So we may have Ooh. to, I may have to, pivot in the moment because joe bob comes before i scheduled that so we'll just pivot and pick something okay. else because because we're pre-recording to be clear that's right we are pre-recording we're not doing december and january if anyone's confused no 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 and we're also reading in our book club my heart is a chainsaw by mm-hmm. stephen graham jones and it's good so far it's an interesting one i like his writing a lot okay oh and then on christmas day uh we always watch spawn of slithis from 1978 it's just a tradition (laughs) god (laughs) it's really bad and totally wonderful and it's just during covid it 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 just it kicked off and now we just watch that on christmas day um you know in the evening when we're all stuffed and ridiculous so yeah anyway i don't want to mention that we're doing that do you have any favorite uh, you watched a couple of holiday horrors this I did year wanna, already. I did want to add two that I watched this year that I really liked. Neither one came out this year. One's a little bit newer than the other. The first one is um, pretty popular, I think, in the um, comedy horror genre, if you're into that thing. We watched this one on Discords from 2017 called Anna and the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a lot of fun, I thought. So it's a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight slash and sing their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in the new world and with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. So it is, it doesn't take itself seriously. Thank God. It is completely off the wall. You think you're watching Glee when it starts. And then all of a sudden it turns in, think of an episode of Glee as zombies are just like mowing their neighbor's lawn (laughs) and like walking towards you as you're walking to school as this like song is happening. Yeah. I thought it was, I liked it a lot. 
Yep. I, uh, a lot of people enjoy this one because it's like quirky and, and all of that. It's, it's not my favorite necessarily. I, I, I have tried to watch it three times. Really? I did, I did finish it with the discord this time. Like yeah. this was like, I've watched the first, like, I don't know, 30% of it, probably three times okay. trying to get through it. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure why what it is. I don't, I don't know. I don't vibe with it. And, and, this time my excuse is that I Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorites and it's this is sort of like trying to be that or it's mm. in that realm only it's a musical of course and uh mm, it just like it just doesn't grab me it's not funny to no, that's me that's fair so I guess it's just not funny to me and it's supposed to be I I don't know it just doesn't quite jive for me but I also know that it's divisive so there's people yeah. listening right now that are going to totally agree with you so good. Yeah. and then there's going to be people that agree with me so yeah. it's, I mean, it's just I one of those with, ones with any cult following I mean you're going to have that that's why Absolutely. it's a cult following and I, I think it's not like bend over gut wrenching funny it's just so off the fucking wall I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. why I like it for, sure. for the, sure the other one that I watched Oh my God. I was telling Shannon this, I needed to take like pop in a Disney after this. I was not <laughs> expecting this movie to be so heavy because it's listed as a horror film, but it's much more like a thriller drama with some horror elements. And the movie's called silent night and it's from 2021 actually stars Kira Knightley and Matthew good. Oh, it's an apocalyptic Christmas story that they write. Some people even will say that, that it's a comedy, which I... Yeah, which I thought was weird. I don't think it is at all. It's basically about this family who hosts yearly Christmas dinner each year at their country estate for their former school uh, friends and spouses. And Christmas is a very special occasion. Everybody dressing up in formal wear. The children, you know, all know each other. And... It, it's gradually revealed that because of an imminent environmental catastrophe in which a gigantic rolling poisonous gas cloud is, is, go is going to kill most life forms, the British government has issued suicide pills for a quick and easy death before the cloud hits Britain. So the, the movie takes place like probably starts on December 23rd. Everybody starts to come into the estate and all the adults know this already. You just don't know what's going on. And then the one son of Kira Knightley and Matthew Good, he finds out through going on his phone and starts to ask questions, which is how the, how you as the audience now know what's going on. It's heavy. Yeah. I don't think there's any, there are, there are definitely some comedic elements that are in there to take away from the seriousness of this. Mm -hmm. To me, it's very true to life in in the way that there is divisiveness around COVID yeah. and whether someone should vaccinate or not. This movie is about whether someone should take the pill or not. Gotcha. And the ending, the last five seconds of the movie demonstrates how politicized the film actually is. And I'm not going to give away the ending. Mm -hmm. This one, it knocked me. It shook me. And I thought the performances were great. The kid was fantastic mm -hmm. in this movie, the little boy. Great. And it was nice to see Kira Knightley back in something that wasn't a period piece. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love, I love her love so much. She's contemporary. <laughs> yeah. I love her so much. And Matthew Good was great. I recommend this, but just know what you're going into is not horror as much as it is more of a thriller and a drama. And it's very, very heavy. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Okay. Right on. I think the next thing we're going to do is Ooh. a little thing Ooh. we like to call 
Holiday Facts with Girl. Yeah, hey, we understood that. Yeah, because I wanted you to know it was Holiday Facts. I know, I like it. Okay, let's I'm see ready. what we have. Number one. Mm. Shannon, when the candy cane was invented in Germany, what did the shape and color red stand for? Oh, interesting. Okay. I had no idea. No, that, that, that I these either. were intentional. I thought it was just peppermint. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Number two. What is the most expensive item from the song 12 Days of Christmas? <laughs> okay. Interesting. Number three. The abbreviation X in Xmas is not an abbreviation at all. It actually stands for what? I'm going to take a guess on that one. Okay. Many very hardcore fundamentalists will say that the X is blasphemous and yep. it's a way to not mention Christ. Yep. Which I've is actually. That. I've had that reaction to me using that before. It's because they're uneducated. Mm-hmm. In fact, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Correct. Number four. Hanukkah can start on any day of the week except for a blank. Got it. I have a guess as well. Okay. And number five, how old was Brenda Lee when she recorded Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree? (laughs) Nice. Thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. You know, I wanted to mention one other thing before Kathy gets deep, deep, in the Christmas urban horror legends. Sorry, they're not urban. It's mythology, most likely. They are, yeah, they very much so. Folklore. Love it. Before she does that, I just wanted to mention that one of the other things that I do this time of year is I go (laughs) deep into the really trashy or and or just bad romance, Christmas romance movie vibes. If you've been listening for any chunk of time, you know that I love horror and I also love Disneyland. So there's that black and white of it all going on for me. And I, you know, very much enjoy uh, disseminating the psychology of all of the true crime that we watch. And I also like to obsessively watch bad romance movies at the holidays. So we're talking... I mean, everybody's in the game now, but it all started with Hallmark, as we all know. Of course. And those are some of the worst. Because now, Netflix is in the game, and Hulu, and Prime, everybody's kind of like, at least comes out with one or two. And so, some of them are good, and some of them are bad. Now, now good, it's kind of like trash horror. This is trash romance, only not trashy in a in a sex way because almost all of the romances in these movies end with climactic kiss at the end of the movie yeah. so it's not it's not like that's tr- as, it's it's th- innocent yeah that's as yeah that's as usually as trashy as it gets is that the big deal is that they get together in the end and kiss it's it's definitely not trash in that sense but it's trash because it's a lot of it's bad so with trash or so it has its own scale is my point in other words, I don't judge it against the movies no, like can't. Love Actually. No, you can't. Or The Holiday or any of the like comedy, you know, one. romantic comedies that are set at the holidays that are actually really good. Right. As movies, like they were blockbusters. Yeah, no. This is this is more like 
where Cheryl Ladd, Doris Roberts, Danica McKellar, uh, Alicia Witt, Ro- Holly Robinson, Pete, Allison Sweeney, Candace Cameron. All oh no, these TV Sh- Candace Cameron Bure has yeah. left because of now gay relationships on Hallmark. Okay, she has so stepped aside. Th- if you wondered where any of your soap stars or oh Melissa Joan Hart as well, like if you want, ever wondered where your your favorite. TV stars went females that aren't able to get, you know, work because of because of a lot of reasons. But one of them, I imagine, is there's just not a lot of work for people who are in their 40s in in Hollywood. Maybe and they go this direction, and that's where they all are. By the way, if you're a fan of any of those women, this is where they're making their living is in these romance movies sure. on these things. And they're so anyway. fun at the holiday during the holidays. It's I don't fun. watch them any. No, of- me neither. And yeah. also, they do have LGBTQ stories. Yeah, now. they do now. Yep. which is why Miss Candace okay. left. Well, cool. As is her prerogative. It, it's sure. We don't need her then. But I just wanted to mention that that's another thing that I actually, oh, yeah. we know, that's a sad My sister-in-law thing, sit around and but, watch those and wrap gifts together. I mean, we get excited. To, and there's a reason why they make a mug that says my Hallmark Christmas watching mug. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And it's it's something you can It's the atmosphere. Leave. Yep. It's the atmosphere. You can leave it on the TV. I, I like to disseminate which tropes we're dealing with on yes. that day. You know, is it the millionaire that comes into the small town to take away the land? Is it the cowboy who comes back to work for the landowner? Ooh. You know, like there's a lot of different. Is it an inheritance? Is it an inheritance? That's where a big one. The lady comes in, you know, all the things. So anyway, I just want to mention that that's a ridiculous thing. If there's anybody else out there that loves horror like we do and still watches that stuff, we love you too. All right. Anyway. You want to talk about some. Onto the legends. All right. So here it is. We all know Krampus. Mm. However, Krampus has a harem. Krampus. Krampus <laughs> has a has a harem of folks who they're kind of like his gang mm-hmm. from different regions nice. of Europe. Okay. So I you. I'm gonna name them all and then I'm going to give you some facts about them. Okay. And then you, you Shannon, can tell me what yes, you think ma'am. about some of these. I will. Okay. You should all know that they do all resemble Krampus in some way as they, they actually work with Santa in the sense that they pretty much carry out the children that Santa ignores. Okay. Okay. We have five, Krampus being the first one. The second one is Gryla. Gryla is and i'm going to go into depth about this okay is partnered with yola katrin who's also known as the yule cat we have belsnickel <laughs> and frau pershta oh pershta okay you said that pershta so let's first talk about krampus because most of us know him quite well so he's he's what they call the devilish companion of santa that's another one of my favorite movies. Anyway. Oh my God, that's a great one. It's just never streaming. I know. Anyway, go ahead. So I think I bought it last year because I like yeah. love it so much. By the way, the the initial, when I'm giving the little definitions of these guys, it's from a website called www.spirithalloween.com. Hmm. 
and then it's Christmas urban legends. Okay. Um, so some of the additional information I did research on, but just so you know, I'm getting some of the just origins here. So Krampus is the devilish companion of Santa. He is half goat, half demon, believed to have originated in Austria. So while Santa's traveling around giving gifts to all the good children on Christmas, Krampus takes care of the troublemakers. If Krampus catches you acting a fool, you can expect him to beat you with branches, throw you in a sack, and drag you back to his lair for punishment. In America, we just get coal. Yeah. Y'all are getting like slaughtered and thrown into a bag and maybe eaten. Well, that's true mythology. Yes. So the last thing, <laughs> last thing you want is this little goat man or large goat man on your on your roof. So here's some <laughs> things about about uh, Krampus. Let's okay. We know he's half goat, <laughs> half demon. We know that uh, he's really known to beat, whip, and snatch up children. Mm-hmm. What is he armed with? He is armed with chains, whips, and bundles of birch sticks. Mm. He beats beats the children with. Krampus has his own holiday, which is the evening before the Feast of St. Nick, which is the Feast of St. Nick is on the 6th. Krampus is the night of December 5th. That eve is his own holiday. Okay. Okay. We know that Krampus and St. Nick work together in the sense that Krampus is like, hey, I'll take care of the fools that didn't do what they were supposed to do. Santa, go give gifts to everyone else. And we don't leave cookies and milk for Krampus. We leave booze. Mm-hmm. And it's customary to appease him with schnapps. That's his, if you want to see him, just leave some peppermint schnapps down like there. like the Candyman, Candyman yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Krampus has some allies, like I talked about. So <laughs> okay. we have Gryla. Let's start with Gryla. So Gryla is an Icelandic urban legend that's sure to keep you up at night. Yeah. She's an ugly giantess who has an appetite for evil. When Christmas time rolls around, the repulsive beast leaves her cave in the mountains and heads into town searching for naughty children. Gryla loves children who misbehave. They're her favorite snack. <laughs> she will catch if she catches you acting up, she'll drag you back to her cave and toss you in her stew. Oh. Let's talk for a moment here about good old Gryla, the ogress who cooks and eats children. So she lives in the mountains and has an insatiable and unsatisfiable hunger for naughty children. (laughs) But the biggest thing we should know about Gryla is that she's paired up with a giant cat. Oh. And if you look up Yulakatrin, also known as the Yule Cat, he literally is a massive, like the size of the mountain. Fitting for an ogress. Right. So the only people he won't eat. Oh, I see him. Are those who have gotten new clothes for Christmas, and I'm gonna get, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Almost you became why. a holiday fact. Yes. Um, <laughs> so the Icelandic Christmas cat is what he's known as, okay. um, and he will eat you if you don't do your chores. I mean, yeah. But he'll reward hard workers with new clothes. So where did this come from? This came from the idea that it had everything to do with how wool manufacturing and families like if if the child did their chores and contributed to making things for the family and all that they they would be rewarded so if they're doing their chores they Mm -hmm. should have new clothing yeah so the cat would leave them so if he looked through the window and saw them wearing new clothing he'd be like okay they weren't lazy bastards I i don't have to eat them Oh, no. Or I don't have to capture them for Gryla A lot of eat. poor people got eaten. A lot of poor people got eaten. I'm looking at pictures of him, and he's, he's delightful. 
Yeah, he is delightful. I mean, um, the representations of what he would possibly look at in the folk- folklore are really cool. It's like a sometimes it's like a cat like mine, which is just like a short haired black cat. And then other times it's this like gigantic fuzzy kitty that's like twice as big as your house. Right. Which is kind of cute until you know that like if I don't make clothes, he's going to eat me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the rep- the pictures I'm just looking on Google, it's like him eating children or yeah. pick or chasing them <laughs> down right. the street. And he's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not uh, doing the Lord's work, really. What's really funny is that they, I mean, this goes, this story goes deep. So Gryla has a whole family. Okay. She's married oh, to yeah. her third husband. Love mythology. Yeah. Lepelai. Mm-hmm. Lepenlay. Lepen okay. Who lived in lava fields. You got this. <laughs> this is great. He, they live in lava fields in a cave. And according to folklore, Due to its natural castle formations from the lava and traditional tales of it being the place Satan himself landed when he fell from heaven. Oh. So Gryla and Satan are OGs. Yep. That does not surprise or he me. Or lives in, she lives in Satan's old house. I I'm mean, looking at some pictures of her and... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, not very attractive. Not good. Don't Mm-mm. say too many things about her, though. She may come eat you. Well, uh, you're not I, a child. I'm going to be all right. You're not a child. Okay. True. Not neat. Sort of. Bell Snickle. <laughs> you just like saying that. This is, I didn't do as much of a deep dive on Bell Snickle, but Bell Snickle is a crotchety fur clad Christmas gift bringer figure in the folklore of crotchety <laughs> palatinate region of southwestern Germany along okay. the Rhine, the Saarland, and the Odenwald area of Baden Wurttemberg. Oh, not bad. <laughs> not bad for the German. The figure is also preserved in Pennsylvania Dutch communities <laughs> and Brazilian German communities. I didn't know there were so many. Oh, I bet, yeah. So this Bell Snickle. <laughs> Bell Snickle. He is a <laughs> just I think sound, it's your alter ego right now. I'm thinking Bell man, Snickles what I'm gonna call you. Well, listen, he's a man wearing <laughs> furs and sometimes a mask with a long tongue. He'd fit right into West Hollywood. Oh yeah, for sure. He is typically very ragged and disheveled. If That's only, where he wouldn't fit into he, West Hollywood. He, if only he could be gender neutral. That's right. Um, <laughs> Not so binary schnickel. He was known as the Krishinkle. <laughs> it gets good. He was known as Krishinkle Belt Snickle and sometimes <laughs> as the Christmas <laughs> woman. Belt Snickle? He was, listen to this. He was known as Krishinkle Belt Snickle and sometimes <laughs> as the Christmas woman. Children then not see non-binary, <laughs> right? Children then not all, well, all the furs or gender fluid, gentle, gentle, gentle butts nickel. I swear I'm sober. We've lost children. The, then not the only saw the mysterious person, but felt him or rather his stripes upon their backs with his, his switch. Oh, okay. So and the annual visitor would make his appearance some hours after dark, thoroughly disguised, especially the face, which would sometimes be covered with a hideously ugly fits, generally wore a female garb, hence the name Christmas woman. Sometimes it would be a, a, <laughs> a woman, but with masculine force and action. <laughs> he or she would be equipped with an ample sack about the shoulders filled with cakes, nuts, and fruits, and a long hazel switch, which was supposed to have some kind of charm in it as well as a sting. An ample sack. So one hand would scatter the goodies upon the floor, and then the scramble would begin by the delighted children. 
The other hand would ply the switch upon their backs of the excited youngsters who would not show a wince, but it had been parental discipline. Uh, there would have been screams to reach a long distance. So kids that uh, otherwise would have gotten coal got the krishinkle. <laughs> I can't, can't with you with the shinkles, the schnickles and the shinkles. All right, a couple more. A couple more. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Okay. Hans Trop. Uh, a friend. <laughs> Hans Trop is a friend. <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face. Is a French Satan worshiper. Sweet. <laughs> lives in the forest, but comes out just before Christmas dressed as a scarecrow. Oh, well, yeah. To scare children, not crows. And who, um, yeah, who, who basically, you know, are not doing their, their chores. Okay. He's scaring them into being good. It's all about compliance with these bitches. Oh, God. <laughs> this is like the work I do. He is a French <laughs> Satan worshiper. It's all about okay. getting trying getting kids to comply with whatever fuckacta rules you got. And only these people, only these are like you'll get eaten or whipped or stuck in a sack. I got one more for you. Happy Christmas, Frau Pershta. Frau Pershta. She is a staple in the Alpine regions of southern Germany and Austria. Mm. They have the best names. She's associated with Bershta, the Germanic goddess of abundance, who was demonized by the Catholic Church mm -hmm. and referred to as a witch. All the good ones were. Mm -hmm. She rewards good children, punishes bad. She also punishes, you're, you're, you ready? <laughs> she punishes women for unkempt households and unspun flax. If she deems you unworthy... Or if you forget to leave out a bowl of porridge for her, mm. if your flax is unspun, Shannon, oh, and flax is unspun and unfinished, <laughs> she slits open your abdomen, removes your organs, and replaces them with straw. Okay. During the last three Thursdays before Christmas, you will hear the sounds of thunder and wind roaring. It's Fran Pershta. Leading her wild hunt. You can't even. <laughs> well, listen. While accompanied by Krampus, looking creatures, elves, and un unbaptized babies. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're just like, you can't do it. <laughs> You're all very welcome for that. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, we're laughing and having a good time because we have a lot of the Christmas cheer and I've had peppermint thins from Trader Joe's today and they're delightful. So we're high on sugar. I'm doing an episode on uh, Klinschnickel, Krinschnickel, Beltschnickel. Uh, I can't with you. <laughs> the names are fantastic. My dad would be so mad at my German they're right now. They're so fun to say though. I know they're so fun to say, but anyway, we, we hope you enjoyed that. Because, <laughs> I certainly uh, did. I, we did. Uh, I love the, I love mythology. So thank oh, you for God. bringing the lightness of it. Cause nothing you were saying was light. <laughs> we were just laughing at the names and the context. Oh my God. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> now we're going to get the answers to the <laughs> much lighter, honestly. Okay. Well, I don't know. That, that... <laughs> not, right. You were going to start. So I'm like, God, I was, oh, I'm going to turn into like a chicken or something. 
got all scared. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. The first one's not. I, the first one's not all that light, though. When the candy cane was invented in Germany, what did the shape and color red stand for? Something bad, I imagine. Well, it's but just I don't really know. Like, so the J is for Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. I, I always thought it was a cane, hence the name. And oh. the the red for his blood. Okay. So, I mean, it's not dark, but like I didn't ever thought it had that association to it. Yeah. So lick your way to redemption. Oh I guess. God. Okay. Number two, what I did do? I almost said suck your way, but I, you know, I'm trying to keep it clean. Christmas. What is the most expensive <laughs> item from the song Twelve Days of Christmas? Uh, I, you want to sing it and remind us all of the? I'm just no, kidding. I'm just gonna tell you if you're not gonna guess. Uh, mm, no, and I it's don't not know. five golden rings. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually one of the animal ones. The probably. swans of swimming. There you go. It's sixty three hundred to seven thousand dollars total. For swans. For seven swans of swimming. You can Six have them at your wedding. Are not as expensive. <laughs> More than five pieces of gold. The abbreviation X in Xmas is not an abbreviation. It actually stands for what? Uh, Christ. I mean, it's like it comes from the X was like the Greek letter or something. Yes, some shit. it's the Greek yeah. letter for Chi, meaning Christ. There you go. So, those of you that went and told people they're going to hell because they put an X in front of it. Lies. You're all fear-mongering. Yeah, just lies. Or um, just not really doing the research because your mama told you that that was Because it didn't true. say Christ. Yeah, yeah. she could told you you could have babies from sitting on the toilet, and she also told you that X was blasphemous. I've had many babies sitting on a toilet, but they come out the other end. All inseminated. By, uh, by Donald Klein. By Donald Klein. Okay. Number four, let's get real dark. Deep dive. Han- Hanukkah <laughs> can start on any day of the week except for a what? I was just going to guess Friday. It's actually a Tuesday. And that when I looked it up, because neither one of us are Jewish, so we probably sound like idiots talking about this. Absolutely. Um, my understanding is the way that the calendar falls um, and how many Tuesdays there are in a month. And there's some Tuesdays that don't have four Tuesdays, okay. I guess. So okay. something along the lines of that, because, you know, it, yeah. it moves every well, year. Well, it's based on the lunar calendar. I know that. Yeah. So right. that moves. I'm not, I'm not as stupid as, yeah, as, as, me, <laughs> I'm as mo- I am. No, not as oh. you. Oh. Mostly. Okay. As, you know. I knew a thing. I knew one thing. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and now I learned another thing. We're not afraid to expose our ignorance to things here. We are not. And and if I'm wrong about that, please correct me. That's just what I found. Of course. We're just, we're having fun. How old was Brenda Lee when she recorded Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree? This is number five and the final one for the holidays Happy with Kat. Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to say she was a teenager because I knew that she's a teenager. Yeah. I don't know, 12, 13? 13. 13. Okay. Holy shit, that's young. So she was allowed to sound like a child, unlike some of these other artists who are actually 40 yeah. and sound 13. And going, eh, can you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Please have a happy rest of your holiday time. Clinch, Linkle, Belt, Snickle. This has been an episode <laughs> of Terror Talk. <laughs> My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Happy holidays, everyone.